In a culture of people focused on self-glorification, personal gain, and Instagram over experiences, to truly serve God, love people, and tell your own story, well that, that is living boldly. Over these next few minutes, we want to explore what living for God in this crazy culture looks like and how we can daily make that choice to live bold. Welcome to the Live Bold Podcast. Welcome to the Live Bold Podcast, everybody. Hope you're having a great morning, evening, afternoon. I don't know when you're listening to this. Whatever time zone. (laughs) But welcome. Uh, My name is Harold, if you don't already know that. And I am joined, as usual, by the Christian Egger across the microphone. How are you doing, man? How are we doing? I'm doing good. Got my coffee. I'm ready to go. Good deal. You got coffee? That's probably the best podcast tool they make. (laughs) That's right. Well, thank you guys for joining on in today. Uh, Welcome to episode number two of the Live Bold podcast, where we're taking the idea of serving God, loving people, and telling your story, and applying that to all of life. If you don't know, um, I am a minister at the Riverton Church of Christ, and Christian, the co-host across the mic, he is a youth minister at Dalton Gardens Church over in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So that's kind of where we're coming from, and kind of you know, our perspective on everything we're talking about. Do you have anything else to share about that today, Christian? Not really. Okay. Kind of nailed it on the head. All right. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So I want to give a shout out to this week's sponsor for the podcast before we get into anything else. And it's Ragamuffin Co. And if you guys have followed me on social media or anything like that, you probably know of Ragamuffin Co. Um, But Basically, to simplify it, they are an awesome apparel company. Um, Their whole slogan is go into the world. And so they apply that spiritually, you know, go into the world and share the gospel. But also they're all about going out and enjoying nature and mountains and hiking. So if you want to check out some cool gear, head on over to regamuffinco.com. Use the promo code LIVEBOLD20 and you can get 20% off of your order. LIVEBOLD20 at regamuffinco.com. Calm. Thank you guys for sponsoring, by the way. Just being a part of the podcast is pretty, pretty awesome. I'm going there right now. No, <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> well, Christian, it's it's perfect time because I told you this week, you kind of came up with the topic and I told you, that's a great topic. Let's talk about it as soon as possible. But you did come up with it. So why don't you kind of brief us on what you want to talk about today and how you want to approach it? Yeah. Um, the approach is going to be different, I guess. Um, but the idea behind it is Jesus over politics. And okay. what I mean by that is I will be so happy when November 4th rolls around and we figure out who's going to lead the country. Because hopefully we're not going to have all this dissension among us. I talked about this a little bit in my other podcast um, when I'm going through the fruit of the spirit. The idea that how this season of 2020, um, especially in the political realm, has brought so much dissension among people, so much arguing, yeah. and there's not a lot of love out there. Um, and that's very frustrating to me um, as a minister and yeah. <laughs> to me as a person. Like, it's just, it's not worth it. You know, like, in the end of the day, Jesus is above everyone else. And 
we got to choose who we're serving, you know, choose to stay who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord, you know, and, and that's such a dangerous, it's, it's a dangerous topic right now uh, because there is very strong feelings on both sides of the aisle. Um, But I think that we should, and that we need to come together and, and have respectful conversations about it and, and look at how we can have these conversations respectfully. Because whether you believe it or not, there are Democrats that are Christians. There are Republicans that are Christians. There are independents that are Christians. Ooh, whoa. Wow, yeah. Libertarians is, too? <laughs> yeah, liberta- Yeah, I better not forget anyone who might insult <laughs> no. someone. But, uh, but my point is, we're Christian first. Right. And I think sometimes, especially during political season, we allow our um, political allegiance to go above. So say, I'm a Republican Christian. I'm a Democratic Christian. Mm. Like, we let, we, we label it. And I think that's very dangerous to do. So that's kind of the topic I was thinking about doing today. Yeah, that's, so. oh, man, that's, as I said, uh, it's a great topic. And the reason I said, all right, let's do it this week is because, you know, we're already nearing the end of October. And I mean, uh, some of us, uh, listeners probably have already voted, um, whether or not it's in person or via mail-in. I know there's a lot of early voting happening this year because of coronavirus and all that stuff. But like it's it's really timely right now is the time to talk about it and like you said the topic and how you worded it to me was jesus over um jesus politics. over politics right and i kind of reworded it and i said divine over democratic just because it like sounds <laughs> sounds catchy right but really what we want to talk about is the idea of we must have the mindset of Literally, that over is really important. Jesus over politics, divine, godly over being democratic, you know? And I think it's, (laughs) it's really, really, really easy to get caught up in the politics of it because we do care. And as Christians, there's some topics that we really, really, really care about a lot more because, you know, they affect us and, and our morals and our faith. And we really do care about politics sometimes. Yeah. And so, right. and I'm not, and I'm not saying like, we shouldn't care about it at all. Like, I think politics are important. Um, I think that it's important to, you know, put it, put yourself out there with what you believe mm-hmm. and, and, and w- important in that realm. But what, where it gets dangerous is just when it, when it starts to take precedence over your Christian walk, hmm. you should really really take a step back and look at that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and I think it's so, I mean, we can talk about this for the rest of the episode, honestly, but I yeah. do think it's, it's so, so easy to, like you said, it's just, it's not the fact that it can't exist in your life, but it's the idea of it becoming more important than your faith or yeah, maybe even the first thing that people know about you versus your faith. And, I think that's that's really the big big thing is we're not saying anybody can, you know, you be political, but make sure you're being a Christian and then you're following yeah. your politics, right? Yeah. It is it's interesting to see how quickly people can kind of fall off of that and go down the <laughs> political road first. Um definitely. It's it's interesting. I don't want to out anybody, but I <laughs> I don't want to say one of my competitors in church. We don't have competitors in church, right? But one of one of my neighboring churches last week sent out a letter from their eldership 
declaring, you know, that really there's only one party they could support as a church and they're going to make sure they can support that party. And they had good reasoning, right? They, they stayed on the sanctity of life and saying we cannot stand for abortion as a church, which I completely agree. As a Christian, yeah. my moral compass says I cannot stand for abortion. Sure. But because of that, they took that and said, so, I mean, they didn't say it blank, blank out, but they said, so you need to vote Republican church, <laughs> right? And it was interesting because my wife and I just had a conversation like a week before about how, you know what? There's a lot of things that in, in the Democrat party that are immoral and wrong and not Christ-like. And there are a lot of things in the Republican party <laughs> that are immoral and wrong and, and Christ and not Christ-like. Um, yeah. The examples, you know, we thought of was democratic platform really, or they really do support if you're a Democrat abortion. I mean, that's pretty right. blanket, but that's probably true. But then we look at Republicans and, you know, they don't take care of the poor. They neglect the poor right. in, in yeah. like the greatest. So, I mean, sure. if you, if you ask Jesus, which one of those is more evil? Well, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus wouldn't well, be think, on either team. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point too, because I think too many times we try to put these parties on pedestals. And when we do that, it's dangerous because ugh, we're human. You know, like yeah. the these 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 parties are human. They're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna we're they're probably gonna do things that we disagree with. Yeah. Go figure. You know, like but the thing is, like, when you put them on a pedestal, it's so dangerous because I think we've lost the concept of of loving one another regardless of what your opinion is on a topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something I have really just drove home in my other podcast, not to <laughs> keep, like, advertising that or anything. But what I've drove home in that other one is when we look at the fruit of the Spirit and everything that's on there, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, these are all things you have to work yeah. These aren't things that you're just going to be good at right away. Like I'm not say, say I'm a Republican. I'm not going to be good right away necessarily at loving a Democrat yeah. due to difference of opinion. But I saw something in, I think it was in one of the Supreme court hearings or something. Okay. I think it was during Amy Comey Barrett's or whatever, where a Democrat Senator walked over and hugged the speaker for the, for the Senate judiciary committee who was a Republican. Mm. And I thought, that is beautiful. Like we need more of that. Like, where yeah. is that? You know, like, yeah, I, like it, it just frustrates me as soon as someone says, well, we should, you should vote this way because da, da, da. it's like, okay. Yeah. I understand. Like, like trying to propose and, and give your perspective on why you should vote for a certain party. But the moment that that becomes, you should vote for this party because the other party is, is just terrible. And they don't know what they're talking about. That can be dangerous because that's mm -hmm. a blanketed statement. Yeah. And if you look at Jesus's ministry, he didn't really have a lot of moments where he had a blanketed statement other than, you know, <laughs> I am the way, yeah. you know, like, right. like it was more of a, you know, love one another type of thing. And anyway, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where well, I was going with that. I mean, no, I want to just throw a couple of comments on there. When you, when you pointed out the walking across and, and hugging someone, you know, with that, automatically reminded me of is back two years ago now, I guess when uh, Botham Jean got shot in his apartment. Right. And I think, I think most of us can agree that there was, there was great disjustice there. Right. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. 
it was sad. It was terrible. And it made some of us angry, even if it should or shouldn't have. That's beside the point. But I remember his brother when he was on the stand. I don't know if oh, you remember yeah, we that. Watched this, we he, watched right? this video actually last he, year in he, chapel. <laughs> yeah, he broke down crying and he said, you know, what would he want? He would want me to forgive you. Murderer of my sure. brother would want me to forgive you. And he hugged her and he said, I hope you find Jesus. And right. that I I just can't even I'm I'm I can't comprehend that. Because yeah. the amount of humility that took, the amount of sacrifice, because <laughs> I just wow. And and to just apply pain. that. Yeah, yeah, to get through the pain. But I mean, we can apply that to so much more than just forgiving murderers. I mean, it should be easier to apply that to forgive those that disagree with us. And that's all. I mean, I'm not trying to b- belittle your political platform, but if you have a different political platform than you, me or anybody else, we just disagree. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with disagreeing, but we just have to admit that we do disagree and that's not the end of the world. We can hug each other. You know, if, if you can yeah. hug your brother's murderer, yeah, then we definitely. should be able to get along and love each other. Even when we just disagree about politics. Cause that's all it is, yeah. is a disagreement, right? Yeah. Well, and the thing is politics is a thing. Christianity is life. Yes. And so like, if we get so wrapped up on a thing and, and we're missing an opportunity to share Jesus, then that falls back on us. Yeah. And the one scripture, I want to bring up some scripture here, but the one, you know, first Corinthians chapter 13 is the most cliche chapter I could think of when it talks about love because everyone uses it. Right. Yeah. But if, if you look at the language that's like used here, mm-hmm. it is so good. And I'm reading out a new American standard, but I love the message translation of this passage, which says, if I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love I'm nothing more than the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all of his mysteries and making everything as plain as day, and if I have faith to say to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but don't love, I've gotten nowhere. Hmm. If I give all I own to the poor or even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but don't love, I am nothing. So no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, no matter what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. And I love that how that's worded in the message because Hmm. it's saying, I can do all these good things, I can argue for justice. I can do all this good stuff. But if I don't have love in my heart, it's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. And what I think is important about that and what's important about that passage is love is really something we need to grasp in the political realm that yeah. we have not. We've uh, done yeah. a terrible job. at it. For sure. And sadly, I mean, we so much don't think about love that we've taken it so far to say that as long as you aren't, you know, causing riots, you can cause trouble and it's fine. It's Christian. Right. And I, I don't think, you know, it's, I'm cautious when I say like, I don't think Jesus would stand for that, but I'm going to say that. I think the heart is love and we've taken it so far from there that we're like, well, (laughs) As long as you're not actually rioting, it's it's okay. And, well, and I, <laughs> I I agree with that, and I think I think it's definitely we're guilty of it on both sides. But the biggest problem with any political issue, especially when you're talking about like the current state we're in right now with sure. with riots and, and and racial tensions, and I and I talked to my brother-in-law about this a little bit. 
Uh-huh. And if you don't know my brother-in-law, he's African-American. And so he has dealt with a lot of this uh, racial injustice stuff. Yeah. Like he has. He's yeah. went through it himself. The one thing he said is he's like, I just wish people could love each other right? and stop all the fighting. And I was like, that, that, that really hit me because when I think about it, I have a nephew now that's African-American. Mm-hmm. And so before ever that the, the issues between the two parties on that, my view has changed with that. And, um, and I'm not going to get into it too far, but what my point of that saying is I need to understand and be willing to listen to other people and love them no matter what they believe on an issue. Totally. And uh, it's just so hard for me sometimes because I'm not very political. Yeah. <laughs> my family, it, my family's probably more political than I am. Um, in, in definitely in, in certain areas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but like, and when people ask me my, my thought on an issue, my answer, I really don't care is actually true. Like, yeah, yeah, I care. I care about the issues that are surrounding people. But what I, what I don't care about is saying a he shit, he said, she said, you're right type of thing. That bugs me so much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I want to let go ahead. Don't forget about that. Cause I want to hold on to that and talk about that mm-hmm. a little more here in a second. But like when we were talking about, you know, love overall and, and not worry about all of these things. And, and like uh, your brother-in-law said, just get along. <laughs> it, sure. it really made me think uh, Titus chapter three, verse nine in the ESV says, avoid foolish controversy, genealogy, dissension, and quarrels about the law for they're unprofitable and worthless. Mm-hmm. And I think I, take that to heart a little bit because like, yeah, kind of where our country's at right now is about quarrels, controversies, dissensions <laughs> about the law, right? About social yeah. justice, about the law, about just really stirring up division. Um, and, and verse 10 speaks into that in Titus three as the person who stirs up division after warning him once and twice have nothing more to do with him. And verse 11, knowing that such a person is sinful, he is self-condemned. So, I mean, that's, that's powerful, but this is to the church, right? And it's Titus, I mean, we we read here, it's the church should avoid all of this because it's sinful. And so reading that as a Christian, I really think it is, we should strive to love and get along, even if we disagree, because the quarrels and the controversy is all foolishness that leads to sin. That's how I read that, you know? No, and... Yeah, that's a that's really good. Um, and and to kind of add to that, in in Philippians chapter three, verses seven, um, when when Paul and Timothy are talking to the church of Philippi, it says, "But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as a loss for the sake of Christ." Hmm. And I think sometimes when we're arguing in the political realm, we're just arguing. You know, it. We get to the idea that I'm going to prove you wrong so that I can be right. <laughs> yeah. So that I can count something right for me. But what Philippians 37 tells us is whatever things that were gained to me. So whatever you gained from that argument, you're going to count as a loss for the sake of Jesus. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know, I, the, to flips me, it. that like wraps up the whole argument right there. Like I, <laughs> it flips I it on, on our mind, on our personal yeah. mind. It's like. Whatever we gain from that is actually, it's not gained. In the real book, mm-hmm. it, it's it's negative. <laughs> well, and, and 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, it's just crazy. It's, it's hard to get in the mindset of like, how would Jesus be political? Well, yeah. he wouldn't because anytime he's political, it's, it's, it's a loss for his witness basically. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, it's totally crazy to think about. Now, I wanted to bring us back kind of, I tried to put a little pin in it and then I almost forgot about it, but I'm back. So <laughs> you said, uh, <laughs> you answer, I don't care. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I think we might kind of share kind of a, a political stance here Probably. in the fact that like, <laughs> I am easy to say, I don't care as well. And I do yeah. care um, somewhat. I want to, I want to make sure I broadcast this out nice and loud. If you are a voting age, you know, use that power. Uh, do help. Go vote. Yeah, go yeah. vote. Help help yeah. guide this country. But here's yes. the thing. If you're going to vote and you don't care, I think we have a bigger challenge. Because now, even though we don't yep. care, we still need to make an educated vote. We don't need to go slam down, you know, uh, first person, second person, third person. We need to, like, look at, you know, this yeah. candidate well, believes some mm -hmm. things and do I want to vote for them? And so yeah. we cannot care and that's great. <laughs> but also if, if we have the ability, let's be a part of it, but be educated because it's easy well, it's to just psh, push it off. <laughs> no, it is. And it's interesting you brought that up. I just filled out my, my mail-in ballot. So I got to go get that out there before the election is. Yeah. Uh, but like, it, it was kind of funny because it was my last time voting as a Montanan. Okay. And so like, really what I voted for wasn't really... I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't really affect me, but when I was voting for the presidential election, I, I really wanted to educate myself and yeah. this is coming from someone who does not, who does not necessarily like either candidate okay. does not necessarily <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to get into it too much. I, I, like you said, I don't care. <laughs> and so, but I wanted to make sure that for the sake of America, that yes. I was doing my due diligence yes. and doing an educated vote. And I'm, and that's that's what I want to get to here is that even though we may vote in two different categories, mm -hmm. I may vote Democratic, you may vote Republican, I might vote vice versa. I'm still going to love you and respect that you have the opportunity to have that say to have to live in a society where we can vote in someone. Totally, yeah. And I mean, here's here's another thing that, and it comes along with not caring, but it's. <laughs> and I don't want to belittle it, but here's the thing. Humans are evil. Nations are corrupt. And, yeah. and let me, let me say this nice and clear. The United States of America is ungodly and God does not love us any more than any other country. Because here's the thing for all have sinned. That includes all nations. All have sinned and fall short of glory of God, but yet he still loves all the same. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, I think it's easy if you do care or maybe if you don't care either way, you can so easily get caught up in thinking, well, man, this is America. This is God's country. Um, and sure. I love America. That's great. But we're no more God's country or God's people because God has opened that door to all yeah. people. And he has from Christ forward. You know, I was, I was watching a video the other day and it, you know who Lecrae is, right? Yeah, um, rapper. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, I know you do, but I was asking the audience technically. Well, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but in there, in this a video or something like that, I can't remember. 
Lecrae said that Christianity is a worldwide thing. It's not an American thing. Yeah. And that, that, that really struck me because the moment <laughs> I see this all the time, and we talked about this a little bit in, um, in, uh, one of my classes at York, we try, there's an American Christianity that is almost as dangerous as trying to say it's Christianity itself. Yeah. Because Americans version of Christianity is so different than Cuba, than Africa, totally. than any of these other countries. Yeah. And I think sometimes we take, we are so sheltered in America sometimes that we, we only look, and that's not necessarily wrong to look at your only, to look at your flock. I think that's important. But what I also think is important is expanding your horizons and realizing I'm not the only church. Yeah. I am not. I am not the only Christian in America, in the world. Christianity is a worldwide thing. That just struck with me quite yeah. a bit. And I mean, and you might be listening and thinking like, okay, but how does that apply to politics? Well, let me tie that right back in. It, it matters because you have the opportunity to be involved in a government, but it doesn't matter because God is going to reign over all no matter what. And we want to be in a country where we're free to do things and we're free and we, we don't want to see murder on the streets. So vote for those things. But also remember, God is overall, whether or not we're <laughs> in a democracy or a republic or, you know, we <laughs> are controlled over by a supreme leader. God is still over all of those people and all of those countries and all of those leaders. And he doesn't love any of them anymore it's it's really easy to get just like christian said into that american mindset into our own churchianity where we think this is how it's got to be but especially when we start thinking about politics we have to remember god is over all people and he loves all people and i think i mean something that's been passionate of mine or just kind of what i've been reading in the scriptures these past couple of months I don't know why we, we thought this, but God has loved all people of all nations forever. This is not just a New Testament thing. Like right. he had the Israelites, but like he continually was reaching out to other countries and, and Gentiles before, I mean, yeah. before it was allowed and showing his love and his mercy. Well, it's yeah. crazy. What, <laughs> one thing I think about too, um, Rahab, the yeah. prostitute, that whole story, and, and the reason I bring that up, is God is going to use people you least likely expect to do wonderful things, okay? Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that either candidate or any candidate is going to be used necessarily by God, but that is a possibility. And it, and sure. what, why I say that is because you, you look at Rahab, uh, the prostitute, right? She is in a job that is considered immoral, just downright awful, and probably would have been at the lowest part of of the societal ladder for one she's a woman for mm -hmm. two you know she she's in a line of work that is considered immoral but what's interesting about that story is that she risks her life her life to hide these these spies yeah. literally lit, risks her life to serve god and i'm not saying that they're going to risk their lives or anything but what I'm saying is that we have to keep an open mind with people and be able to hear them out because God might use our political conversations to reach someone. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that's hard to believe, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I, and I think we should think about it like that. And on the inverse of that, 
we don't want to let Satan take a hold of our political conversations to right. not show Christ and to not exactly. have spiritual conversations. Exactly. And sadly, I think that's what happens far more often than what what you just described is let's use our political freedom to bring it to Christ. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in that the first political part is let's use our politicalness right. to be political and it turns people away from coming to Christ because they're kind of scared of us because we disagree so much. Yeah. And so, I mean, caution, but also like, how can we use this to, you know, show God's love? And I think as, as many bad examples we have is of division in Christians over yeah. politics. Oh my goodness. I think the breath of fresh air is still there. I think there's people yeah. that really do can't wait to see what this open, loving environment is and i think we need to embrace it because it it can bring people to christ it really can i think the i think the biggest thing for me that helped me in my journey to i'm gonna say my journey to not caring as much i'll say put it that way so it doesn't sound like i don't care because i do (laughs) yeah (laughs) but one of the biggest was going to college honestly going to york um, and getting exposed to people who had different views. Like, look, I grew up in small town, conservative Montana. Okay. Yeah. So naturally I had a political belief that was held pretty far, um, pretty far in that direction. Right. Right. Pretty then I go right. to, yeah. Then I go, <laughs> right. And then I go to college and I get a different perspective. Yeah. And something I've always loved ever since I was little is hearing people's perspectives. Oh yeah. Yeah. And when I got to college, and heard different perspectives on things. I grew in some areas and there are some areas where me and my parents disagree on political issues, on, on, on even theological issues, you know, different things. But like, what's interesting about that is I never have once had, and I'm really tending to saying this, but I've never had a political conversation as of late. Okay. Okay. Where it's gotten, like overheated or miscued or I've yelled at someone for something because mm-hmm. my view behind it is I have friends from York who have different far polarizing different political views in me. Right. But I'm still able to be their friend and be okay. very close to them because the one thing, the one rule I have is to not let pol- politics guide my life. Yeah. To not let things of that nature overtake what's really important. And that's the message of Jesus. Right. So the opposite of that, you let Jesus overtake your life and then let the politics fall into place however they may. <laughs> right? For the most part, yeah. I'm human. So <laughs> yeah, yep. again, not perfect. Um, I just wanted to speak into that. And I think we look up to um, those elders in our life more and more as we grow older and realize, you know, wow, they really do have some wisdom. But it's interesting yeah. you, you brought that up because I just saw my parents a couple weeks ago and... Um, my parents have different political views than me, but also than each other sometimes. Right. And it was interesting to hear. I don't think my parents will be outed too much for this. My parents have different political views from one another on the medical marijuana debate or the legalizing recreational debate. You know, marijuana's at different stages depending depending on your state. Right. And it's just interesting to see that they just say, yep, we disagree on that one and move on because it's not important. Uh, (laughs) And so that kind of leads me into my question. I'm going to ask it to you and we can just talk about it, but I'm going to ask it to you. 
So as Christians, first and foremost, you and I are also extra because we're in the place of a ministry, you know, as ministers. (laughs) How do we approach, you know, showing that love? And is it, I, you know, I guess my, my main question is like, how do we, how are we in, how should we be involved politically where it's not too much that it's offensive versus should we be involved at all? Sure. I, I think we need to be very, very careful. Okay. Because the place where we're put in, it is so easy, so easy to offend someone. Right. And sometimes you offend someone with not even knowing. Growing yeah. up watching my dad, I saw stuff like that happen where, where things would be said and my dad wouldn't realize that. And, you know, and, or my, or my dad wouldn't realize that necessarily. And my dad told me that, told me a little bit about that is like, you're not going to please everyone in ministry. No. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I think me and you know that pretty well, but like the idea behind it, I think is we need to just be cautious when we're talking about politics. My biggest thing. And I, and I'm just going to say kind of a, um, a blanketed statement here, but it, it doesn't necessarily apply to every church. But like, for example, Idaho itself is a very red conservative state, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of people here who are supporting a certain candidate. I'm not going to say their names. You yeah. can figure that out. But it's it, the challenging thing about it is not letting that influence dictate what you're going to say, what you're going to, to bring to the message. The, yeah. the one thing I always try to bring forth and, I, and I've shared posts about this, and I've done everything about this. There was a post that said, no matter who is president, Jesus is always king. Mm-hmm. And I love that quote for this reason. And I think I actually got that post from you. But uh, <laughs> there, I love that quote for one reason is because it's not putting either candidate on a pedestal, and it's saying, God, you're in control. Whatever happens this election season, right. I'm going to let you listen to it. And I'm going to quote a verse here. It's from Philippians 4.6. And it's from the New Living Translation. It says, don't worry about anything. Hmm. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Kind of interestingly worried word here, but the, the one part about it I like is don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Yeah. I think that's perfect. I think that's the attitude we need to have about politics in 2020. Is we, <laughs> I have seen it time and time again. Or it has just controlled people to the point that they're attacking, 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 attacking. And that's all they're doing. And a lot of my a lot of my people I follow on Instagram are guilty of this on mm-hmm. Facebook. And it's it's because they're getting sucked into that idea that I have to be one or the other. Right. I yeah. have to be connected so to one side. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's such a big problem because it, it leaves people like us, like me and you, who are in the middle, who are saying, I've this really doesn't bother me. Like, just can you love each other? It really puts us at a disadvantage because one side will say, well, you're just saying that because you just want unity and unity is a bad thing. I really think sometimes that in the political spectrum, both sides are guilty of saying, I don't want unity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and... And I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, unity is, I think, really a topic whole in itself it is. But it's not something that we, in our culture, I mean, we're speaking from an American culture that we really respect. And I think, right. I think we really have done ourselves a, 
a disservice and and walked away from what Christ would be like on that in a lot of ways. And politics is one of the ways because it is so polarizing that you can literally just type the name out of one of the candidates and <laughs> and put it up on your Facebook, just the first name or last name, you know, <laughs> probably last name is more, more feasible, but you type yeah. out the last name, you post it, no other context. And you've probably already created support and divide. You've, you've done both. You have people that support you and you also just said, somebody said, Oh heck no, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's like in, as Christians, I think, I think it's super important, no matter what the topic is. Today, we're talking about politics. Next week, let's talk about musical instruments or something. I don't care. A lot of them can be super duper one or the other side. Like there's, you know, there might be a right answer, but people are going to be divided no matter what. And and, and so as a Christian, and I'm going to say this as a minister, but I think it can go out to all Christians. I would really encourage you to to make up your mind politically, sure, but don't broadcast it. I mean, because literally all you have to do is type the last name and post it on your Facebook, and now you have broken your witness to somebody, 100%. right? Unless you only have one people group, but I doubt it. I mean, you and I both live in, in pretty red states, and we could say the most red political statement for the most... Republican candidate and we could still hurt someone's feelings. And that's why I think we just need to in general (laughs) avoid stating anything and let God have it. And you make your own personal decision, but don't, don't polarize people either way. (laughs) You know, just work with people where they're at, disagree with them if you need to a little bit, but don't blast it out there. (laughs) Yeah, there needs to be a way where we can have these conversations respectfully. There needs to be a way where we can sit down and have a political conversation and not get heated about it. Thanksgiving, right, is literally the sometimes the most polarizing thing I've ever seen because we're talking about politics. And, and I have seen like, and I've seen kind of like these meme videos where it's like, oh, great. You know, the parents are coming over. Wonderful. Because we're going to talk about politics. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just one example. But like, we we should be able to talk about things and have that respectful discussion. When I think about when Paul is is preaching, where 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 on his missionary journeys, mm-hmm. and he comes across like the Stoics mm-hmm. and and these other philosophers that are fighting against each other, and they're trying to say I'm smarter because of this, and this makes more sense because like the Epicureans and the Stoics yeah. who believe two polarizing different things. Like <laughs> I believe that you know we we live you should live how you want because there's no afterlife. And the other person was like, yeah, but you should live with caution. Paul was literally calling them out and saying, why are you guys sitting here fighting? Like I am bringing you a message that's not going to fail you. I bring you a message that's going to unite you if you just let it like, (laughs) right. Yeah. And that's, I think that, I mean, that applies to us so much today. And that's why I'm just so cautious about saying anything one way or another. And I mean, I'm not trying to call people out, but I know, I know preachers, ministers that strongly support a political side or a political person. And actually I'm thinking one of one right now 
that, you know, proclaims so strongly with one candidate, but also has the opportunity. I think he's got a weekly meeting at his office. If you want to come talk, come talk. And he said, politics is one of them. But I could never, me, who probably might agree with him on some ways, <laughs> I can't, I can't walk into that building because I already know, I mean, every other day he's posting, you know, a political slanted one candidate thing. And so I'm like, I, I don't have anything to talk to you about. I already know where you stand. Like there's no equal conversation here. You're just throwing it at me. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I just really want to encourage people to, you know, make your decisions and, and be an educated voter and, and really do vote on the issues. Don't vote on the people. Vote on the right. issues. Exactly. But then keep it to you. Make it a, a decision right. and, and, and work with the people that you might disagree yeah. with. And not to convert them, but to show them Jesus' love. Exactly. Well, First John 4, 12. If we love one another, God abides in us. Hmm. And his love is perfected in us. What does that mean if we don't love each other? You know? His love isn't perfected in us. Right. Exactly. And so I think, and, you know, I have been guilty of it before. I have been guilty of letting my political views overview what Christ is. And I've had to look at myself and say, Christian, why in the world are you worried about this? Yeah. You know? And and sometimes I find myself because I do listen occasionally to the political uh commentator, you know, mm-hmm. and and I can't even go on Facebook anymore without no. getting irritated. No. Yeah. And the biggest problem with it, I think, is we're using that as a platform, but we're using it as a bad platform. And that platform, any social media platform, hmm. has the ability to be a good platform. Sure. If we use it for yeah, most definitely. the message that God wants us to use it for, you know? And it just frustrates me so much that I see so many people misusing that. Um, and something I, I also want to bring up is just because you don't agree with everything a candidate stands for right, does not mean that you shouldn't vote for that candidate, right? Right. Um, yeah. Because it, you're rarely going to find a, a person, right? Because people are imperfect. Mm-hmm. You're rarely going to find a person who stands with you on every single issue. If anything, they'll stand with a party's every single issue. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's that I, makes it hard for voting. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, I think it helps us because, like you said, I, I really appreciate what you said about vote the issues. Don't vote the yeah. people. <laughs> and, and you know, and like that's, it's a broad spread to say that. Vote the issues. But like, yeah, definitely. here's how I try and do it. And, and you don't have to be me because maybe you disagree with me. But before I even look at candidates, I look at the world. And I can look at it a little bit politically or not. But I say, what does Harold care about? How does Harold want to see God in this country? Mm-hmm. And I do, I pick, I pick some, some important ones to me, you know, and I'll, I'll just voice some of them and they're not political candidates. They're just things that I want to see. I want to sure. see humans being appreciated for all of their humanity. I want to see humans lifted up like God, like we are God's children. Okay. So that's something I'm going to look for in the various issues to make sure that humans are glorified. And then I go, the next thing is, God, the rest of God's creation. I want to see this earth being glorified and lifted up because God created it and it's 
flipping beautiful, you know? (laughs) And so I want to look at that. So I got humans, I got creation, and then I want to look for freedom because God created a, a free people, a people that can worship. And so, you know, I just keep building on those, whatever I want to see the world look like. I go from how I want to see it looking to the issues, to the candidates. And you're absolutely right. None of the issues and candidates align perfectly. (laughs) And so if that was the case, that'd make voting a lot easier. (laughs) So I kind of also have to rank like what, what cares and what issues you kind of put them in order of, you know, what is most important and then find someone who aligns as best as possible. And, um, that's not always red or blue. It's, you know, sometimes one of those middle colors too. And so don't, don't throw that one out. (laughs) (laughs) No. And that's, that, that's a very good point. And, and if anything, like stressing anything, especially within 2020 is we're supposed to live out Matthew 19, 18 through 20. You know, if we're supposed to live out the great commission with God and to preach the good news to every, every creature, Mm Mm-hmm we need to be less focused on political views and more focused on Jesus, but we need to use our voice to vote. I think that is important. And I'm in no way saying don't vote. In fact, if anything, I'm saying make educated votes, make votes that matter to you and then leave it. Yeah. Leave it to God. Go back to being a Christian. Leave it. Go back to being a Christian. Be a Christian throughout the whole process, well, but you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> I, I actually, I kind of laugh when you say that because like, it's like, it's almost one of those things where you, you're like, oh my goodness, let me do this necessary evil and get it done. And you're like, I know that God's in control, but I got to do this part to be, to be a human in society and, and do my best. Yeah. Let me go do this. So you go do it, you get it done and you come right back to focusing on just on Christ because, I mean, it's sad. You got to go put your time and effort on to some other people for a minute, but then you can come back to focusing on on the true message, which is Jesus overall, <laughs> Jesus yeah. no matter what the state of our country is. And I think, right. again, this year that's super, super relatable because <laughs> I feel like our country is kind of in a weird state. Uh, yeah. You can pick an issue and it's like, that's weird. This is a weird time for America. And it is, yeah. but even well, you if pick it, any issue and it's polarizing, yeah, so that makes it weird. You know? And even <laughs> if it all came crumbling down and everyone that I disagree with is now in power, God's still overall, God's exactly. still overall. And he will still take care of me, even if it's not exactly how I wanted it. <laughs> right. And so, well, and I think that's probably the most important thing we can take away from, from just being in the political realm in 2020 is. You have to be willing to have the patience and love to hear people and yeah. to really hear them. And and at the end of the day, it's okay to agree to disagree. <laughs> I don't know where we've gotten the idea that we it's bad to agree to disagree. I don't know where that has come from. But mm. it's I think it's almost vital because there's no way we're going to agree on everything, especially as Christians. Yeah. Especially as as voters, you know. Yeah. And so we need to be willing to hear people with real patience, with real love, and say, no matter what you vote for, I'm still going to love you because guess what? God still loves you. God yep. still loves someone who's going to go vote Democratic. Yeah. God still loves someone who's going to go vote Republican, Independent, Libertarian, whatever you want. 
whatever. Vote purple. I don't know. Like, <laughs> God still loves you, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I think, and I mean, I really do. I know we hit it a couple of times, but like, it is so, so dangerous to broadcast any political agenda because it's so, so polarizing in, in our age. Um, and I mean, I, I just, I feel sorry for people that think they have to stand on that. Because literally, it doesn't matter where we stand. We need to focus on exactly. Jesus and, and not proclaim a presidential candidate, but proclaim the king and proclaim right. Jesus. And so yeah. bringing it all right back is like, seriously, Jesus over politics. Yeah. Jesus yeah. over candidate X or Y. Jesus over legalizing whatever. Jesus over <laughs> bill number right. 6912, you know, it, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Because even and if I think, it's wrong in your mind, yeah, exactly. God still got it. Right. Well, and I think that, that that's a point. Like we, I think it's important to vote your conscience. I think it's important to vote where your Christian values are. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. In fact, if anything, I'm saying do that, but don't dwell on it afterwards. Okay. Mm-hmm. You voted on it. You've done your piece. Now go start loving people the way God wants you to love people. Yeah, exactly. To love love God, you know, and share Jesus and live your mission. To quote my little quote I have on my podcast. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> I mean, really, if you think about it, like truly serving God, if you put that first and foremost, it doesn't matter who the political candidate is or who you voted for or if you disagree or anything. Right. And, and going to the next one, if you truly love people, it doesn't matter who they voted for or how different you are because here's the thing. We're all evil people. We've all sinned and maybe we've made mistakes and voted for people we didn't appreciate, but it doesn't matter because they all tie together. God's going to cover it all. God's got it all. (laughs) And he will. That's so important. And one, one other thing I'll add real quick here. Sure. The church worked during the last presidency. Mm-hmm. The church worked before that presidency. The church worked before that presidency. The church is going to work. The church is going to live on because you are doing God's work. Because God sees that. God appreciates that. And God will lift up his people. And you know what? If we face persecution, guess what? We it's face okay. persecution. Yeah. It's okay. We have ample examples of that. I watched the Apostle Paul movie which is a great movie if you haven't um, watched it. But in the movie, he sees people literally being lit as human candles as Nero did in Rome. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me because there's one scene in there where Paul is talking to a bunch of people before they're about to go out into the Colosseum, which may or may not have happened. It's one of those Hollywood moments. But right. what's really cool about it is he says, Let, let's pray together. You know, yeah, you, you may be facing death, but there's something so much greater. And to bring that back around, yeah, we worry so much about politics, but really there's something so much greater, yeah, (laughs) so much more important that we need to be focusing on that message rather than letting something as trivial as who's going to be in charge of our country. And I'm not Hmm. trying to minimalize that in any count because I think it's important, but we cannot let that override the true message that there is something greater out there. For yeah. people. And I mean, 
honestly, I don't think, <laughs> I, th- I don't think minimizing it's a problem. I think we've maximized it way. I mean, it's way too important so too. in our culture. So sure. Yeah, way too important. Let's, let's bring that down a level. Knock your, knock your humility down a notch, you know, and say, right. yes, God is greater. And there are so many other things that are greater than this political season. And, yeah. and don't let it, don't let it consume you. And I hope, I hope you guys didn't listen to this hour long episode and think, man, uh, these guys are just a broken record going over and over again and saying it doesn't really matter and Jesus is overall. But I mean, (laughs) if we had to sum it up, we could probably do it in a minute and a half. You know, it doesn't really matter. Be careful about how you proclaim things that don't matter because Jesus is overall. And, and I think it's super important that we, we dwell on that. And really we do sum it up in that way. Yeah. I was just going to say like, just go out and show love because that's what we're called to do. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I really appreciate you bringing this topic to the table. It kind of scared me at first. Um, it's a scary topic. Yeah, <laughs> People can mis- misread it all the time. <laughs> and I, I mean, when you said it, I was like, okay, we'll do that eventually. And I'm like, wait, we don't have an eventually. Like the time is now. So, exactly. so anyway, thank you for bringing this topic up. And again, guys, divine over democratic, Jesus over politics it's really just keeping the perspective of we have an ability and a right and a freedom here in this country, but what's greater than all of that, man, it's free, freedom in Christ, <laughs> freedom in Christ, freedom in Christ. Well, Christian, you got anything else to say about this topic? Nope. I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> all right. Well, dude, I appreciate you bringing the idea. Um, I do want to give a shout out right here as we start closing again to, to this week's sponsor, uh, Regamuffin Co., I, I didn't mention it, but when you check out on Regamuffin Co., you have the option to either spread the gospel message or plant a tree or do something else with part of your donation from that purchase. So it's That's really awesome. cool. They, they do a lot of great work. But Regamuffin Co., sweet gear, shirts that spreads the gospel. It proclaims creation. And if you guys log on to regamuffinco.com, use the promo code LIVEBOLD20 for 20% off. LIVEBOLD20 on regamuffinco.com. All right, Christian, it's been a great week. I'm going to turn off the podcast and then I'm going to ask you who you voted for. (laughs) (laughs) But until next time, guys, I'm Harold. I'm Christian. And we'll see you again right here on the Live Bold Podcast.